Listener Production. Coming up on your Thursday edition of Footy Talk, he's sure in studio to talk about how well the Giants are going. We discuss the Dacos boys' contract extensions. We talk an AFL junket and why we'd happily come along to go hunt Dimmer down in Mykonos. Plus, as requested by a fan, we merge the 2023 side with the 2010 prize premiership side to give you the greatest side of all time. That's coming up next on the Footy Talk Pod. Hello and welcome to the Footy Talk for your Thursday. This is, of course, your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. In studio today, the best Shaw in the Shaw family. Hey, Shaw, welcome. Thanks, Daisy, and very, very spot on there with um, who is the best Shaw. Um, stats speak for themselves um, and I cover all bases. Do you ever have a punch on at Christmas about who is the best between you and Tony? Because the others are... Oh, no, nah. Tony's nah. like, oh, how many times you won a, what was it, best on ground, a grand final and a grand final? I said it's a team game, mate. <laughs> Which, <laughs> Which it's, it a team, it's a team game unless we're talking about smothers. Yes, uh, correct. There is a bit of news coming from both of your old sides, which means it's coming from one of mine. Nick Dacos and Josh Dacos, the biggest news, have signed six and five-year extensions. How bloody good. Oh, it's exciting stuff for Collingwood, but I just want to know the behind the scenes of the negotiations because, like, younger brother, older brother, how much are you getting? How many years? <laughs> like, they got obviously would have the same manager. So they do. Like, They've got Robbie Durazio out of Con Sports. It would be so. Like, I don't know if it'd be. It wouldn't be awkward, but it'd be an interesting conversation. Obviously, Josh knows Nick's a little bit better, even though he's a younger one, because younger brothers are always better than older brothers. Yep, younger um, siblings in general. Yes, but. Um, yeah, the years in the cashola. Um, we don't know exactly what sort of figures they're on. They're saying about 1.1 a year. Do you have an issue at all with Nick Dacos being the highest paid player in the competition if that was to be the case right now? I don't because he'll probably win the Brownlow. But there's a big difference between the best player in the competition and the most valuable player, Dale. Oh, okay. Elaborate. Well, if you're starting a brand new club yep. tomorrow – like, for instance, Gold Coast Suns and the Giants. Or Tassie. Or Tassie. Would you go, Gold Coast went, obviously they went Gary Ablett. Yep. The Giants went, we'll, we'll load up on draft picks, but wanted to get Buddy. So would you go Buddy or would you go Gary Ablett, to, Gary Ablett Jr. to start a brand new club in Tassie tomorrow? Jeez, that's a bloody good question. So it's like, would you start... A new club with is this Nick bu- Dacos. Is this Buddy or, at his best? Or it's Buddy at his buddy. Nick Dacos, year two, or Nick Dacos in general, or Charlie Kerno, goal kicker, oh. midfielder. Good Jeez. question, Heath. You know what? I'm not going to answer that. If you are listening, jump onto our Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or our TikTok at footytalkpod and leave what you think because that is a great question they're you posed. They're both guns. I love the like, fact when your best work, there's no planning going into that. You just thought about it and you said it and it's probably the most sensical thing you said in a long time. Yeah, well... Now I forgot what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of the Giants as well, Harry Himmelberg has said no to rival offers and will stay at the Giants. Big offers too. Big offers. Big. We'll think about it. His best mates with Taranto, Hopper, mm. who just signed seven-year whatever deals at Richmond. So at he's Richmond. probably thinking, mm, I'll probably get about the same. They he's, could use another backman as well, the They Ticks. could. I think they were lurking. There's a few clubs that were lurking and – 
Harry signed a five-year at the Giants, which is great for them. I would say the reason being, well, majority of the reason being, is if, if the Giants had just trickled down to maybe third, fourth, fifth last on the ladder, hadn't really done much this year, he might have gone. Yep. But the fact that they've gone the complete opposite way and won, I think, six or seven on the trot, uh, sitting in sixth on the ladder, if they win this week in, in the big clash against the Swans, probably cement a spot in the finals, played a big part in him staying because you want to play in good teams and you want to play in in finals, Dale. Let's give the Giants some love here. So is Adam Kingsley right now the best coach of the year? Yes. So you've got to take into consideration Craig McRae again and probably Kenneth Hinckley. Yep. And even throw in Ross Lyon, who I thought the Saints would go zero. I I thought they were going to have four wins, I think I was on record as saying. Um, they had that in four rounds. I was way off. Yeah, he's done pretty well with the list that he's got there. But it's been incredible because, and that's another sign of what he's doing well is when players are recommitting for extended periods. Yeah, and you know what? I look at him when he gets interviewed. I look at him in the coach's box. He had the stress ball at one point, <laughs> and I look at him and I'm like, he's got a bit of grunt about him. Yeah, and he's like, he you- wants to win. He's a competitor, and I think he shows that emotion and. I know behind closed doors, he tells it as it is. And sometimes you need to cuddle people. Sometimes you need to tell it as it is. And I think the previous couple of years, the Giants were just tiptoeing around, but he's gone whack. And I think the players, the players definitely love him. And his game style is very, very basic, um, moulded him with some great talent. And they're playing super football. I put it to you that the stress ball was for greater definition in his forearms. Potentially getting a bit of extra work Getting a bit of extra yeah. work in. Doesn't waste a minute. That's exactly right. What about Toby Green? When we're talking of the Giants, we speak of Toby Green, and I was having a discussion yesterday. I don't know if it's because, and this was the rebuttal, that they play shocking time slots, so he never gets like a full dedication of you know, commentators and a preview of how bloody good he's going, or whether or not he's still, I can't say underrated, but under-celebrated maybe. As a footballer, because you watch him on the weekend, he kicks four goals, one in the third quarter alone. The one he missed was from the top of the square. He was the difference in that match. Well, you're spot on. And do you think he's he, under celebrated? Um, I think the last couple of years, people have come around to the fact that he is one of the best players in the comp. He plays well, Giants win, and he is usually best on ground. Yeah, it's like as simple as that. He will poll three votes in. Six, maybe seven games this year. And he probably get nothing in anything else. But those games that the Giants have won, and it's funny, I was at a mate's house last night and we are talking about Toby and he was saying, is he a chance for Brownlow? I said, probably not. He might be a little bit off because obviously Dacos will win. And then his son, who was five years old, said to me, do you know Toby Green? And I said, yeah, I do. I play footy with him. And he's like, I don't believe you. So I FaceTimed Toby and um, he didn't answer. So the kid still doesn't believe that I know Toby Green. But that just shows that even just, a young five-year-old. What, what, what Toby does Green, that show? <laughs> well, it shows that people know who he is. And All people right. do recognise him yep. and they know that he's such a gun. It's and like people Nick think Dacos. you're a bullshit talker when it comes to the people you know. Yeah, even five-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> Which, obviously, a good judge of character, that kid. One person you've been massive on, and this has been before everyone else has jumped on the bandwagon, and we are in the industry where we like to claim people as our own, before somebody else does. Your man, Sam Taylor, is officially your man. You said this to me, I think, two or three years ago, that he is your favourite player, and you went on to list reasons. Tell the good people out there who are listening along why he's such a gun. 
Well, it's it's funny because he obviously came to the club when I was there and he, he, he got drafted to us and he was a very quietly spoken kid. Um, but first training session, first couple of weeks on the track, competitive beast, even at training. This is pre-season. Wanted to play round one. Didn't like didn't get there for round one, but then he worked worked on his craft and he doesn't lose one-on-ones, which he's shown even more so this year. He's Correct. breaking records. He's taken the next step in terms of getting the ball, using it pretty well, um, chop out marks. He's But he's just he's just a ripping kid. And every time, like you see him, even at training, if he loses a battle or something doesn't go wrong, he gets filthy on himself. So that just shows how much he cares. And, yeah, I knew him from when he first started. Um, I didn't teach him anything he knows now. That's what, probably why he's so good. So he, he didn't listen to any advice you gave him? No, because I have noted he doesn't blame other people. He takes the responsibility. Exactly. Which is obviously something you didn't teach him. No, the complete opposite. Yeah. Um, Point your finger at everyone. I just, I just love players that go about it like him. They, they care about the contest, they care about their teammates and they care about winning and he's got them all. And, yeah, he's missed five games or whatever was the injury, but he's... He's all Australian centre-half back. Are they a forward short of being a serious contender? So you think about the half-back line now, or like the, the middle of the ground. They're the a pillars. consistent forward short because Jesse so, Hogan, when he plays, usually sneaks in for two, yep. but he just can't stay on the park that much. So if he gets a good run at it and they get a good five weeks out of him, including finals, then they're a very, very, very dangerous team come September. And I would love to see a Giants-Collingwood grand final because then I can present the cup. <laughs> that, that'd be hard to argue. Imagine the cash... Actually, GWS probably won't pull a crowd, so we won't even dare to dream down that road. Uh, another player who we need to give some love to, and again, not just because they're mates, Stephen Canelio is playing some unbelievable football, hitting the scoreboard back to his absolute best, was he out of form at the time he was not getting large possessions under Leon Cameron, or was he played out of position? Uh, I would say or was he was a- played out of position, so he was out of form. He became out of form. Because it's like if you're, if you're a 70%, 75% midfielder and you're playing 55-60, it's hard to get up to that level. So, And that's what I think Adam Kingsley's done. He's just put his best players in the best positions. Cogs is in there, Josh Kelly's in there, Tom Green's in there, Toby's playing forward, um, Sam Taylor back with Lockie Whitfield and Himmelberg, um, Himmelberg playing wherever he wants. Um, these guys, they've, they've found their spot. They've left them there for a month or so and, and as the season's progressed, they've got more and more comfortable and, and they're predictable now. They know what they're going to do. So for me, Cogs has been the most consistent player at the Giants uh, in terms of he's played every game. He'll get his 28, he'll get his seven or eight tackles and he'll kick a goal. He's kicked three a couple of weeks ago. He's in red hot form. Yeah, he is. And no one will talk about him being an All-Australian because there's a million midfielders out there. But consistency-wise, this year has been his best year to date. It's good stuff. That is, hey, stick around because coming up, we are an interactive show and we have put it out to the people and they come back to us. As I said, footy talk underscore pod, TikTok at footy talk pod if you want to get interactive. But somebody has put a question to us and demanded that we put our all-time Pies super team together from the 2010 grand final winning side to this year's 2023 side Ooh. who may go anywhere. That's coming up next on the Footy Talk Podcast. Oh, 
All right, Hedra, it has been put to us to put our heads together, which is a dangerous thing because, well, arguably it's not a dangerous thing because if you put our heads together, we probably have the combined capacity to have one brain. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But that's better than none. That is better than none. So we put our one brain together and we have come up with our 2010 slash 23 Pies super team. Now, if you don't like any of this, again, get online and give us a spray for who we've missed out. But we'll start. Before, Before we start. Right. This was actually pretty difficult because you look at our 210 team. Yes, we had some superstars, but we had a lot of role players. players. And it's pretty much the same as the team now. So it's hard to find, like, the gaps. Obviously, the superstars go in first and the role players go second. Obviously. But but there's a few gaps we found a little bit hard to fill. Righto. Well, let's start with the full forward line that we've agreed on. Ooh, okay. So in the forward pocket. Yep. Jamie Elliott. Yeah, he's pretty good. Full forward. Brody Majek. And in the forward, other forward pocket, this is where we had a little bit of trouble finding someone because we wanted a genuine sort of forward rather than a, a big midfielder. Yep. Jared Blair slots in as a role player. Role player, yep. And you know what? We could have thrown a couple of different people in there, but Blair, he played a role for 11 weeks and won a premiership. He did. So that's, that's pretty handy. Surprise, I wouldn't have thought if I – as we first spoke about, Mycheck would get in. I'd be like, nah, he wouldn't be getting in. But he was actually he's he's been their most consistent forward over the last sort of three years, and he's kicked a truckload of goals this year. So there's no reason why he shouldn't be plonking himself at full forward. Could not agree more. We move on to the half forward line with side bottom cloak and Didac. Yeah, that's that's a solid. <laughs> that's very that's handy. a solid line. Yeah, and you know, side he can go up on the wing if he wants. Dids can go in the middle for bursts if we need him to. So that's that's a A grade. Half forward line, the midline, the midline. It's, this was this was even e- this was probably the easiest one to do, um, probably because one of them's you. Um, <laughs> Josh Dacos, unbelievable form over the last two years, just signed a new contract. Pendles, what is he leading everything at Collingwood um, in terms of career stats? And Dale Thomas on the wing there. That's a good line. That's that's as solid that is as a humanly match possible. winning line. There wouldn't be too much defending going on there, but um, we're happy you defend with the ball in your hand, Dale. Well, that's exactly right. I'm looking at sort of 90 to 100 touches across that line every week, week in, week out. Plus and zero tackles. Zero tackles, <laughs> uh, zero rebound 50s. The half-back line, and I'll take this one away. This one was easy. This too. one was easy because the first person that went in was Hate Shaw, apparently, on half-back. Centre-half-back, Darcy Moore, and then you've got the little star, Nick Dacos, at half-back. That's a... Well, you, you talked talk- about 100 possessions <laughs> through the middle and I'm talking about And you talked about not defending. <laughs> Darcy not defend- Moore would be doing a lot of covering. There's six players with 250 <laughs> possessions and, and zero, zero tackles. But that's an, uh, that's an offensive juggernaut right there, which is what we like to see. So then we go to the full back line and this is probably where we need some more defending done and blokes who can actually cover. Yep. We got uh, Jeremy Howe. Nice. Even though he did play for Melbourne, we won't hold that against him. Um, now, this one was tough. The full back position. The full back position was tough. We've gone Nathan Brown. Yep. Who did ahead very, of Ben Reid. Ahead, ahead of, of yeah. Nick Maxwell in the starting yes, side. Ahead yes. of... That's it. Who else? That's why we couldn't think <laughs> that's, of any. That's, yeah, we couldn't think of any other names. <laughs> but I just thought Brownie's a genuine full back. Reedy's a genuine centre-half back and... I'd rather Darcy more than Reedy. So Nathan Brown. Um, Nathan Brown's back. your old school truck and trailer. Yeah. just he's, The caravan. He's prestigious. Akakamo. Yeah. 
Um, Prestige year alphabet. <laughs> and then Ben Johnson in the other back pocket as well. He just, you know what, Jono can be offensive, get his 25, but then if you tell him to do a job, he'll just do it. So that's a solid back line, which I would love playing with. That is a bloody good starting team. We go now to the Rucks. So we're going to put Darren Jolly in there yep. as the Ruckman. We're happy with that? Yeah. Well, Mason Cox, Darcy Cameron, probably not at the moment. Not yet, no. Not yet? No. Dane Swan. Swanee on the prune. Yeah, he won a, he won a Brownlow. Yep. Or a couple of Australians and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jordan Degoe, who's, who's made himself into a midfielder. Now, that's a dangerous centre bounce setup right there. Imagine having a look at your when you do your opposition and you're like, right, they're going to start with Pendle, Swan, and Degoe, but you've got to get ready because at some point they might throw Didak and side bottom through there as well as Nick Dacos. <laughs> Yeah, and you got <laughs> good bloody luck. You got you got Beamsy on the bench too. So well, we'll um, get to the bench. Okay. Uh, spoiler alert: Beamsy's on the bench. Yeah, and he's another midfielder. <laughs> he is another midfielder. Um, so on the bench we have, we've got Beamsy. Yep. We've got Bruzzy Maynard, yep. who he can go wing, he can go back, he can even throw him in the midfield if you need as well. So he's a utility. And then, well, I didn't want to put him in, but you insisted on having the captain. Maxi on the bench there, just in case. Well, he so. would have filthied up. Are we one short on the bench? Do you have four plus a sub or three? Let's four. just go with three. I think you have four. You're side but, of 22. Yeah, but I can't bother going through it. There's, there's so many players. Who have we missed it. on the bench is the question now. We have four. We've gone one short, but we but, did. But it doesn't matter because the sub, which well, is the most important position. Right. So when you think sub, you think, <laughs> you think versatility. You think... Impact. Impact. You think... Bring them on late just if you need to win the game. <laughs> you think kicking a Montauk from the wing in a prelim that goes 55 bounces in 37 different ways for a goal, and there's only one man who can do that. Lethal Lee Brown. <laughs> Lee Brown starting sub because he can play forward, he can play ruck, and he can play back. We've and got he enough- can also get delisted from two clubs <laughs> and win a premiership. <laughs> <laughs> and not to mention... When we when we do win the flag with this team, he can lead the charge in drinking frothies and eating the colonel. Yes, he is first at our premiership reunions, definitely Brownie. So he's he's a great man. I thought that I thought that was that was a tribute to him putting himself. No doubt we've missed somebody who people will be up in arms about. Here's a question without notice. Who's the coach? Oh, Mick would be coach. <laughs> Mick would be coach because he fly said he'd be coach, he gets strangled. Yeah. Can so- you have co coaches? Mick, Mick <laughs> tried that at Collingwood, didn't work. <laughs> Mick that was coach. his succession plan. Uh, yeah, and then Fly is the succession plan. He's he's the senior assistant succession plan when Mick wants to give it up. You but know what? Fly is such a good bloke, he'd probably just be happy to be involved. He would have said Mick. Yeah. Mick would have said Mick, and yeah. he would have said Mick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you and I plonking ourselves in there. Mick would have had his hand up yeah. first. He goes, before you get anywhere, I know who the coach will be, <laughs> and I know who the assistant won't be. <laughs> Read into that what you will. Why we are talking about coaches. This one came to us today, and I was first made aware of it by your tweet on uh, X, which formerly known as Twitter. I got lost the other day. I was looking for Twitter and couldn't find it anywhere, and I'm like flicking through. It all doesn't my apps. seem right. And then I'm like, I've I've, ac- I've accidentally deleted it. And then I went to go, I looked, <laughs> download Twitter, but it just pops up X. I'm X. like, oh, I've still got that one, so I went back and found it. Anyway, the the point isn't how strange the name is. It's that the CEO of the Suns, Mark Evans, has gone. You know what? We need to speak to Dimmer. We need a new coach. We need to speak to Dimmer. Selflessly, 
selflessly put his hand up to go and find Dimmer. So he's wandered into the Gold Coast airport. And he's he not in Elwood. He hasn't gone, I'll get a return trip to Melbourne. Or Dimmer's in Byron, I'll swing past there with his medicinal weed that he smokes. <laughs> he's gone, I'll selflessly fly to Milan right to now. see right now on the spot to see Dimmer. It is peak season Europe. Every person and their dog is over there having a hell of a time, dancing on tables, just living the dream, f- flying around with little serviettes, bottles of champagne, magnums of rosé. I can what see a, how it was a hard decision. What for a Mark selfless Evans decision. Make. Yeah, I was like, you know what? Could have gone two weeks ago when we actually sacked Dewey, but I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wait a couple of weeks, maybe get a discount on flights. Um, yeah, I did comment on the, the channel, what is it? Channel 7 Twitter or yeah. 7 AFL Twitter when they said yeah, he's flown to Milan. I said, well, he's ran out of credit. He couldn't just call him and say, Matt, <laughs> no. would you be interested in a five-year deal to come and coach, <laughs> name your own price, bring whoever you want? It's a pretty good deal. I reckon Dim has turned the data roaming off, so his phone's not working and he's running some second phone operation over there with a SIM and he wouldn't have had his number and it is too hard to chase down the number, so he had to get on the flight. Okay, question. Yes. Without notice. <laughs> Did he go alone or was there a few other people from the Gold Coast Suns that jumped on that junket? Because well, I don't think he would have gone alone. I don't think it's safe to travel alone in this situation. <laughs> I think you need a party as of a minimum of four just because what if what if you need to keep so the conversation? So president's gone, CEO's gone, footy manager's gone. Who is our boy, who, our boy Bob East? who rocked up after Stewie Jew got sacked, the director of the club. He had five buttons undone. He had literally flown in from Europe the day before. He was tanned. He looked like he was already having a bloody good time. I guarantee you. He's gone back. He would have put his hand up and said, look, I know the place. I know where to take you for dinner. I can be your party liaison. I, I think Bobby I, East would be a good addition. I, I do understand that, like, yeah, you want to get a face-to-face. Yeah. But Dimmer knows he's... He's got his, like, they, he can write his own ticket, whatever yeah. he wants. If he wants the job, it's his. How many years, doesn't matter. What cash, whatever. So, like, it's not like it's this is, he's going to come out there and just give a PowerPoint presentation and say, this there, is how we go. This is, there's our boy Bob Bobby, East. the chairman. He got yeah, the he nice slick, slick Rick going. Yeah. But you're right. So, it's, it, everything's on the table. So, it doesn't really matter. You don't have to go see him face to face to tell everyone everything's on the table. We, we know that. That's the beauty of this is that they've sold it under the geyser of a work trip. Which Would you be filthy if you're the, you obviously the AFL own sons. Would you be filthy? No. Because I mean, they're I, like, I, they're just paying for people to go fly around the country. Hey, I've been on the, I just got back from one of these work trips. I had to go to I had to go to England on a work trip. Actually, you are you you probably be in support. You probably be on the flight with Mark Evans. You've what have you done? You've done Ashes. You went to the Super Bowl last year. Royal Ascot this year. Yes, yep. you went to the oh the the golf live golf. No, the normal golf PGA at uh, waste management. Oh, waste management. But then you went to the played golf in yeah Scotland Scotland this year. Just it was yeah. all work. Of that course. work trip. So that's one, two, three. That's five. You've missed the NBA, but that's all right. We don't have to talk about that. Is there any 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 sporting event you missed over the last well, two I'm years? I'm sure there's some bocce that I could cover for points bet over in Europe. Yeah. And so if I went on that trip with Mark Evans, maybe throw Dimmer. You didn't a go to the Champions League final. You missed I that d- one. Didn't quite get into that. Okay. Yeah. Right. We'll make sure we put that on the list. For you know what? You've got to get onto this program about uh, definitely do work junkets. Um, that's I love the fact. Also, the media are calling. I got this. flown to Albury. 
Actually, that, no, I drove the Albany. <laughs> that was that was a cashy and also not comparable. The Italian job is what the media are calling this hit-run mission. Before we wrap up, what's been a massive edition of your Thursday footy talk. What's the one game? This has been put to us. What is the one game of footy you are super keen to watch this weekend and why? Saturday night, Giants Saturday. Stadium. Giants versus the Swans. Giants win. Swans are pretty much done. Um, Swans win, then the Giants come back to the pack and the Swans are in that pack, that chasing pack for the eight. So it's going to be a huge game in Sydney. And you know what? I hope it's packed out. And at the end of the day, I actually hope both Sydney teams get into the finals because there's a couple of pretenders in there that are not going to do any damage. I reckon the Giants and the Swans could. I think if the Giants beat the Swans, their season is toast. The game I'm looking forward to, 3.20 on a Sunday, and usually I wouldn't say that too often that I'm looking forward to that game because that is the genuine graveyard shift at Marvel Stadium. It is the fifth-place Saints yep. who are going worse than a fifth-place side, yep. taking on the seventh-place Blues, Ooh. who are genuinely on a heater. But that could be a bloodbath. Well, it could be a bloodbath, or but. I've just got this feeling, and I'm not saying I think the Saints win, but I reckon Ross Lyon's going to make this a boring game. And if you make it a boring game and it becomes frustrating, I think that brings the Saints back. Yeah, Carlton get frustrated real quick, yeah. don't they? If they don't have it their way, they go to water. Yep, water and out of water, a wise man mates. Once, once made wine. But anyway, that sounded oh. better in my head than it did in real life. Hey, thank you very much for joining us, Heater. This has been the Footy Talk Podcast. As I said, we are the interactive show online. We are the people show. Jump on the Instagram at footytalk underscore pod if we've missed anything from that 2023 side versus the 2020, 2010 one. I've got to get out of here. Uh, tomorrow is Joey and Jack. This has been the Footy Talk Podcast. <laughs>